Welcome to the Troy Kearns Podcast. We talk all things real estate, business, and entrepreneurship. Today, I have one of my students, Eddie Ramos, out of Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Eddie, welcome to the show. I appreciate you having me. Man, you're one of those guys that, like, if you met Eddie for the first time, you would never think that he holds a position of a COO in training. And I mean that in a good way. He's got a really good personality. He does. He's not too serious. But then as you get to know Eddie, you realize how smart and intelligent he is. And the other day, I had a just interesting call. I started asking him questions, and I felt like this is the best way to start this program. Eddie, what exactly do you do? Who are you are? What exactly do you do? Well, I'm Eddie Ramos, from, originally from Miami, Florida. Grew up there. Then made my way to college up at a... Um, up in Boston, small school down there, uh, one of the Maritime Academies. Went to Massachusetts Maritime Academy for college there. So that was my first time away from home for four years. And I was lucky enough to get hired on by an oil company. Um, they asked me if I ever seen an oil rig, told them no. They're like, all right, perfect. We can uh, teach you that. So then I moved on to Houston for about a year and a half, You know, joined a fast track program for them there. And I've been with them just shy of 10 years now. Um, I currently live in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, but I, I rotate for, for work. I do a three weeks on and three weeks off schedule. So I go to one of our rig sites in the middle of the ocean in the Gulf of Mexico for three weeks. And then my relief comes out for three weeks and I get to go home for three weeks and, and annoy my girlfriend. So that's kind of, kind of what I do. Yeah. So now... You are in a fast track program called the COO in training, right? No, so I was in a fast track program to become what's called a, a company man. So uh, the oil company's representative on the rig. Um, I was able to complete that, get fast track through it. Um, there's people in my position that had to work their way up the oil rig rank. So some have taken 15, 20 years. And I was lucky enough to fall into it. But the one you're talking about is where the conversation we discussed, where I was um, one of the they call them, uh, SVPs or senior vice presidents in the company. He's in charge of uh, all of our well work activity worldwide. Um, I was fortunate enough to be selected to shadow him um, based on my, the, my career path so far, what I've delivered, the engagement I have, and I guess from a strategy standpoint and getting my perspective from being the client representative in the field. So for those of you guys who are listening right now, let's, let's break down what you do. So you've told me this before, but you go out to the Gulf of Mexico. How far out do you go? Uh, between anywhere between hundred to 120 miles offshore in the middle of the ocean. So is there any land nearby? <laughs> nope. No, the closest, uh, Land we call them assets, which would be like our production platforms or our other um, jewelry rigs that we have in the Gulf of Mexico. Right. So you're out in the middle of the ocean on an oil rig, and how long are you out there? Three weeks at a time. Three weeks at a time, and how many people are on the oil rig? Uh, the one I'm currently on now is about a hundred. Um, I've been on some that used to average about 145, and the largest one I've been on is a mixture between uh, the drilling side and production. We used to have about 300, 305 people on there. On that so it's group. like a, it's a small little town, right? <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the middle of the ocean, and, and you guys are out there making money for a big, large conglomerate that makes money. And so what does the oil rig do, and what is your job on the oil rig? So my job is uh, being the client's representative. So on the rig, you know, I just mentioned 100 people on this one. I'm currently on right now as we speak. We have about 100 people, and only two, three of us work directly for the oil company. The rest are part of our contractors and our service providers. So, if you think about it from a to break it down, so let's say you're we're talking about real estate. So, let's say you're you're the homeowner. So, you're the oil company, right? You go right. hire uh you go hire a general contractor, which is what we hire. We hire the rig. And then that general contractor goes and hires handyman, subcontractors, plumbers. And that's essentially what we do. And our job is to deliver our target goal, make sure our first priority is always everyone's safety. So safety, deliver the, the goal, and then make sure that everyone's working together. 
you know, everyone from the, the cook all the way to myself. Right? Everyone has a, has a moving part in this process that we have to make sure it gets delivered in order to meet our uh, deliverables and provide energy to the world. That's our main, that's our second objective. First is safety and the second one is deliver energy to the world. And how do you get out to that oil rig? For the most part, like 99% of the Gulf of Mexico that we have here, um, we fly into New Orleans, you drive down to um, Homa, and you get in a helicopter. And then you take about hour, hour 20 minute ride, depending where you are. Right now, the one I'm on is currently at the dock side, so I was just able to get on real quick here, but 99% of the time we go via helicopter. Have you ever wanted to start investing in real estate, but you just don't have the time, you don't have the ability to get started, but you got the capital, right? And you want all of the advantages that the capital offers you. Well, I started a fund and you can invest with me and my team. In fact, I'm in one of the buildings that I bought using my own money, but you could invest and actually get the benefits of investing with me and my team. Well, you gotta be an accredited investor, and you've got to go to our website. I'll include the link in our bio and you could start investing with us. It's super cool. We're gonna do a lot of cool projects in Kansas City and around the country and you'll be able to be a part of it. Make sure you give this podcast a five-star review, share it with a friend and take action. When they're setting up a rig, I'm assuming there's some research, some due diligence before they go and how first of all, how much does it cost to build an oil rig in the middle of the ocean 120 miles out? Do you know? Oof. That's way out there. Yeah, it'll be for sure in the billions of dollars per rig. Um, so we have production platforms that stay stationary. They're anchored via anchor chains. And then most of our drilling rigs and the rigs that I'm on, they're just essentially big boats. Right. And if you break it down at a concept, it's like it just has a big hole in the middle. If you think about it from like a sailboat or a pontoon, and then we're able to run equipment through it. Um, but it's a way more money than I have. I know that. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a big business, right? And how, how many on your particular rig, how many barrels a, a day are they pumping out of that thing? So in the Gulf of Mexico, I think in general, I think it's publicly announced. They got over 300,000 barrels in the Gulf of Mexico on a daily basis. Um, what we do as a rig is we go either drill, complete, or we stimulate to try to make production better. And then all those barrels get pushed out to via flow lines, that a lot of piping down uh, in subsea floor, and then they go to production platform. So the rigs themselves don't produce any of the oil. They just either help construct it, put equipment in, or help stimulate it, which is kind of putting, to break it down, drain or down your, your tubing, right? Whenever you have clogs in your house. So that's one of the three things we do. Yeah, it's a super complicated business when you break it down. But I think when you were talking to me the other day, I kind of got it. It's like, essentially, they've got this big pipe in the, in the bottom of the ocean that goes back to some sort of a processing plant. We're going to call it 120 miles in, right? That's where they're processing it at the, the, probably the closest point of land. And that's a pipeline that you guys are hooking up to many different, many different, um, what do they call the, where the oil is at? Wells. So many different wells. How many wells are out there? Oh, I, I, don't, I don't even know, to be honest with you, as many of them, there's a lot. Right. And, and so to, to be able to get these wells, they have to lease them from the government because you're an international, are you... Are they in the international no. waters or what are they in? No, we're in the U.S. in U.S. water. So, again, this isn't part of my expertise, but typically my understanding of it, the government has a lease auction. Um, they had one last year and then all oil companies can go out and bid. So there's a preliminary survey was what they call it, kind of seismic and very smart people can read a lot of lines. I can't. And then they can kind of predict like, okay, this is what we think. Or also it might be like nearby, right? So kind of like real estate, like when you, in your zip code, you're like, oh, that's a good, that's a good prospect. I don't even have to run the numbers. Right. right. And then we, we can go through it with that. Awesome. Yeah. So they just, guys who know how to read oil, they know where the, they know where the money's at. They, they, they go set up a rig there 
and they bring a they bring a, a city of people down there to uh, make sure that they're getting the most amount of money that they can bring back in. So you've been doing that for 10 years with the same company. You're happy. You've told me on multiple occasions, you like your job, you make good money, but there's something, obviously you joined the program. Tell me a little bit about before that. And you, you kind of had some real estate before. Talk to me about what you owned before and what you did before joining our program. Yeah. So on my days off, like I said, I had three weeks off. So I'm semi-retired, I guess you can look at it that perspective. So when I first started, I was in a relationship that became single. So you could think about a 23, 24-year-old single person that makes a decent living in South Florida. So my three weeks consisted of a lot of uh, a lot of great stories with a lot of great friends that I probably can't repeat. Well, uh, I mean, it, might, it, might, it might be some viral content if you want to get that. <laughs> That's right. But if you're ever in Fort Lauderdale, American Social is the place to be. Um, but... After that, you know, I've got with my current girlfriend, Morgan. She's amazing. But even then, my days off consisted of, you know, kind of waiting for her to get off work, kind of annoying her. And I slowly got into uh, real estate and reading some books here and there. And I asked uh, one of my counterparts, who was 30, 29 at the time, he had 28 properties and he had built right. them in two years. So I asked him, to, hey, I'm trying to get into real estate. He's like, look, go to biggerpockets.com get some of their books, read the basics, and then you can come back and ask me questions. And then I slowly, me and my girlfriend moved in together. Um, and we were supposed to live there for six months in case that it didn't work out. Everyone goes their separate ways. It worked out. Uh, I got lazy and I didn't want to move. So I called the owner and I asked him if he wanted to sell it. I had no idea about the right to sell it. Right. Right. And he's like, yep, let's not use realtors. This is, this is my price that I want. This is a, Pricing of the last five homes I sold, I think the average was like 340, $345. Me trying to be a hustler, like always, I said, I'll give you 280 Obviously, that did not work out. <laughs> but we settled at 309 So I still got it underneath market value. And then we lived there for about almost a year, and then COVID happened. And at that time, I had read enough uh, bigger pockets books and investing in real estate. And then I was able to go ahead and do um, – another primary home because I already had lived there for a year and a half, almost two years. And then my sister also bought her home and we decided to go ahead and uh, joint venture those two. Um, and now we own that. And then I own three and then that's when I met you. Right. And you did another program before when, you know, we went through our strategy call. Um, you mentioned that I asked you if you had any prior mentorship before and you did have another mentor. He's a uh, well-known social media guy, Thatch Nguyen. Uh, talk mm -hmm. to me a, bit, a little bit about that experience. Yeah, so Thatch, at, at that point, obviously, he was, my phone started listening to me, so I started producing a lot of uh, content. You know, and Thatch was able to get enough uh, real time in my phone that eventually called. It was Black, Black Friday or Thanksgiving special back in 2021. 20, hey, if you don't do this, you're going to miss out. Prices are going to jump up. So what I do, I went ahead and pulled the trigger. Um, talked to their their team and they convinced me that it would be a direct access. So I will say Thatch has worked very well for a lot of people and I'm still part of the community. So it's great, great content. But at that time, and they do have a good Facebook group, I needed someone I can get direct access to. At least that's what I needed. I needed someone to say, hey, you, you're being dumb. Right. So at the, like four months later, you started getting into me and you have already spoke before you try to start the coaching program. I think you were coming down for the, the Chiefs game in Miami, and I just messaged you. I tried to do that, uh, add value to someone. I tried offering you my ticket behind the end zone. You're like, nah, bro, I want him in the sideline. <laughs> so I was like, damn. <laughs> no, yeah, but, that, but the, you know, that, that I remembered that, though, because a lot of people, and let me give credit where credit is due, a lot of people, they don't add value. They, they, they literally say, Hey, I want this. Can you help me with this? And you literally knew that I was a football fan. You picked up on that and you're like, Hey, I'll give you these tickets. And you got my attention, but I was like, yeah, I, I know from being in enough games that I, it's hard to see the depth of the field um, when you're sitting behind the goal zone. And so I was just like, yeah, no, I, I don't now knowing you, I would definitely go to the game with you and sit in those seats. But at that point in time, if I was going to go down to a game, I want to sit in the best seats that I possibly can because, you know, because of real estate, I've been able to afford those. And, and just to go backwards a little bit, 
I had those same tickets for years at the Hawks Nest in Seattle. Like the Seahawks Nest is on the exact end zone. And I had 13 season tickets to Seattle, which was kind of one of my little first side hustles. And so I'm not knocking on your ticket. I'm just saying, you know, at the point I'm at in my life, I want to sit in the, in the best spots, you know, and, uh, but you did, you did have value. And I obviously remembered you. And um, that was when I had first kind of really got into Instagram and you were one of the first guys that joined the program. Yeah. And, and then ended up working out well for us. You got the tickets you wanted. Um, I was able to resell those tickets for like three fifty a piece because I was like, man, you know, I had told neither my dad or Morgan at the time was like, yeah, we're not. I'm gonna give these tickets away. Like, aren't those high end tickets? I was like, yeah, but I'm hoping to get something out of it. So it, it worked out for us. <laughs> That's right. So, what made you after having, I guess, the initial the initial mentorship program, and maybe it didn't go the way you wanted it to, but you you still believed enough in real estate to get it to try it again right to try another program yeah so like i said that program worked a lot and it works still works great for a lot of people uh now i'm reviewing some of the stuff but at that time i needed someone direct access that i can text like or call directly and not wait right. for facebook reply with so that's something you promised during our conversation at that time you said hey you know what if that's your concern give me a number you text me right there during our call say hey, now you have my number whether you join or not yeah, my number. And then you were just straight on as you were, you said, look, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. If you're going to come in here and want me to do the work for you, that's not it. Now, if you want to go ahead and learn and I can teach you and I can get behind you and support you and also probably call you out, then I'm the person for you. And that's what made me jump into it. And now I'm at a point where I'm so grateful for it because it's paid for itself multiple times over. But now I understand the, the process and the meaning behind the mentorship, whether it's paid or not. Right, a year ago, you told me you're going to pay people to be your mentors and fly out to see them and talk to them. I would have told you you're crazy. Now, that's peanuts compared to the return on it. Right, You get one thing out of a mastermind. Uh, someone tells you, someone different tells you the same thing in a different tone or at a different time and it just clicks and that return on investment multiplies tenfold. Let's talk about return on investment. So you had a couple of rentals, as you mentioned, cash flowing just a few hundred dollars a month and you're building, but you had some good equity in those properties, um, but you had never done a flip, right? That's right. And just to let you guys know, I don't care who you are, every human being has a couple of things. And one of those emotions are fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of losing money, fear of failure, fear of making mistakes. And Eddie was no different. And so I started getting a little bit of the roadblocks from him. And so just randomly one day, I, you know, because I'm on a lot of Facebook groups, I get emails from random wholesalers and usually I just block them and move on. But this one was in Florida and I knew my dude, Eddie was in Florida. And so I said, Hey man, I think, and I looked at the, and I looked at the I just clicked on it real quick and I looked at the pictures and I said, I think, I, I think this is a deal right here. And you jumped all over it, dude. Talk to me about that day. Yeah. When you send it to me. So what you forgot to mention was I was on the rig, you know, trying to take action, looking at every deal, but sending you or blasting your phone about, Hey, is this a good deal? Is this not? And you're waking up at four 30 in the morning calling me like, well, it was, it was not a good deal. Don't force it. And then you did send me that, that deal. And, Obviously, I went to go ahead and try to analyze it, overanalyze it, and and try to force myself out of it. And then what we ended up doing is you told me, look, analyze it, review the numbers, and then we'll go over it in, in the class that day. And we did as a group. We spent about an hour and a half analyzing it, going through the pictures, trying to come up with rehab estimates and whether or not what's the best course of action, which would have been either take hard money, private money. And at that time, we didn't even consider doing it, funding it myself. So, but it was uh, very interesting. And man, you look at the pictures and man, I'm not going to lie. Those pictures did not seem uh, like there was a lot of hope in there because of, I mean, you got rotted floors, bathrooms, missing floors. I'm pretty sure they were using the bathroom underneath the cellar. So uh, yeah, it was nasty. Well, and the other thing is how far away was it from your house? This is a debate all the time. I say, three and a half, four hours, because I have to stop. Morgan says she can get there in two hours, 45 minutes straight. So uh, okay. it's three and a half hours on the, on the, if you look it up on Google Maps. 
Right. So, and guys, if you're, if you're listening right now and you're, and you're, and you're trying to get started in investing and you want to have a story like Eddie's and we always say, you know, I, whenever I post somebody or something online and I, you know, I give some social proof, which is what we're about ready to do right now. I always say, be like Eddie, right? Be somebody who takes action. If you're trying to take action right now. Make sure you subscribe to this, this podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe to us on YouTube. And if you know somebody who's looking to get started and they need help, I, I mean, Eddie's just a regular guy. I'm just a regular guy. The only difference is we took action. We'll include a link in um, the description where you can book a call just like Eddie did. And you can get on in our program. Now, Eddie's one of our junior coaches now. He's helping other people in the program because he's he's, he's done stuff. And, and one thing that you know is that from this being my first coaching program is like, one thing I never realized, because I'm not wired that way, is that there's some people that just are not going to do anything. And they're just going to sit and listen. I know you've been in part of multiple programs and people do that in all sorts of programs. They just pay and they sit and listen. They just want to be a part of the community, which is cool. And that's why we're going to be starting a fund for those people who want to invest because they, you build the trust with them, you build the relationship with them, but they haven't done it. But Eddie, talk to me about, we, we analyzed the deal. You decided to go and buy the deal. And how did you get the deal accepted? What did that look like? Yeah, so actually we ended up speaking on the phone to the wholesaler, the door. His name's Door. He actually messaged me on Instagram, said, you tagged Troy, you tagged the girlfriend, but you didn't tag the person who sent you the deal. So Door, <laughs> here you go. Um, but yeah, so he sent the deal. We reached out to him and then we got on the phone with him. Um, and obviously for wholesaling, I didn't know that at the time. They want to get it, they want to get on the contract quick, right? So they got the deal, they want to sign it quick. We happened to talk to him when we saw it for 120,000. We said we want it on the contract. He said, look, for me to give it to you, it has to be 125. But hurry up because I already have someone behind you. Right. Later on, I found out that he got it up to 150. But the only thing that helped was that we got on the phone. You got on the phone with him and kind of said, look, me and my partner, we own over 350 properties, right? Didn't have to specify that they were all yours. But <laughs> then that intrigued him, right? <laughs> that intrigued right. him. So I appreciate it. So now I use it all the time. I'm like, hey, my partner and I, we have we own over 358 yeah. properties, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Uh, we'll we'll yeah. come in and and it really gets people like they're like, oh wait, this is a big player. You know, I kind of right. say we got them in Vegas, Kansas City, some in Orlando, some in South Florida. Yeah, um, some in Rochester, we, New York, Mississippi, Philadelphia, uh, Tacoma, right. Washington. Yeah, man, we're all over the place. So he held it on for us. You know, I said, we said, hey, in the morning, Eddie's going to drive up there. And it took me all day. And then we finally got to his desk. And even then, you talked to the owner of the company. And we went through the contract, things that they normally don't do with when right. they're wholesaling. But they wanted to build that relationship, right? Because now they knew down the pipeline that they would get more deals. Like they're giving us a better deal. They're losing 10, 15 grand, but they're going to get more deals on the back end. Right. And they, gave, they those guys were good wholesalers. Some wholesalers are not good to deal with. Those guys gave us a great deal and we ran the numbers. And what did we initially, what did we initially figure were the, the profits of that property were going to be? What was our range? We said worst case scenario, best case scenario. I think we ranged it from like 35, like $40,000 um, up to potentially 60,000. But originally it was going to be 40000 We said, look, we'll, we'll partner up. We'll split it. You know, we went all the way through it. And I think I know why you did that. And in the back of my mind, I knew that was coming. You know, it's like, okay, cool. You want to take action? Let's see. So we'll get to the closing table. And you called me like, look, I'd rather you take the profits instead of me splitting it and making twenty grand. It's going to change you. You're going to learn more. And if we partner up on your first one together, you may not like me as much because I'm going to – become Troy Kearns, real estate model, you know, <laughs> um, or yeah. I can be side by side, walk you through the whole process, but then I don't have to be a jerk to you. Right. And, yeah. And, and that's, yeah, people have experienced uh, both sides of me on, on that thing. And, you know, you don't, when you partner with your student, you want to make sure that like there's the safety in it, but if we're partnering, like it gets aggressive for me, I get aggressive on, um, and, the, the thing about this is, is this was not a, just as you guys are listening right now. This was not an easy flip. This was not like I tell all of my students get a cosmetic fixer upper, and this was not a cosmetic fixer upper. But I asked Eddie. I was like, I knew he was a smart guy. I said, Do you have anybody? He's like, My dad is can fix anything. My dad can fix anything. 
and he'll help me out with this. I can pay him. I can pay him as much as I'm going to pay anybody else, and he's going to help me fix it. I was like, man, the light bulb just went off there. I was like, man, this is going to bring his dad close to him. He's got a good relationship with his father. His father's not going to let him fail. I'm not going to let him fail. He's not going to let himself fail. At that point in time, I was like, I think that this one doesn't have to be a cosmetic fixer because because your dad knows this business and knows this industry mm -hmm. so well, and he's not going to let you fail. And because of who you are as a person. So how do they follow your journey, by the way, just so we're getting off topic a little bit, might as well get the full way. Oh, yeah. So my social media is Eddie, E-D-D-Y, underscore, underscore, Ramos, R-A-M-O-S. Um, that's all I have. Uh, Instagram and then Facebook would just be Eddie Ramos. I have about 1,002 followers, so I'm, I'm moving on up. I'm moving there you on go, up. man. You, pa you passed you pass the 1,000. Pass Dude, that was hard for me. I started with zero, too, just like everybody else. <laughs> um, so uh, you, you, you took this deal on. You bought it. Were you were you nervous in the beginning? Oh yeah, like I said, when you pull, when you say, "Look, you're gonna do it or not," my stomach dropped, right? And I felt <laughs> it, but I knew at that time, even though I was funding it, that if I didn't sign this deal, I was never gonna do it. Yeah. I, I'm one of those like people to analyze stuff, but I'm one of those sometimes that it always works out, right? Whether you're gonna fail or succeed, it's gonna work out one way or the other. So I just jump in. Sometimes I just have to pull the trigger because if I just sit there and analyze and think about it, I'm never going to do it. So I just signed it. I said, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but we'll figure it out. What's the worst case? I'm young. I have another 30 years to try to make this up. A lot of people don't think of it that way. And I had a lot of people that tell me I was crazy. Another uh, good point was after I signed it, my dad had just moved back. I told him about it. He's like, let me go look at it. So he drove up, looked at it, and he's very like, carefree simple and he was just like yeah it's bad but we can get it done so i was just like okay cool we'll we'll get it done um right. and then that's when the whole process came i had different gcs go out there and giving me pricing someone in like 75 80 000, but they wanted fifty thousand of that to be labor and at the time i thought it was crazy my dad looked i said look i'll go do it no problem and that's what we did we ended up um, he ended up going to do it because he did uh, one of my rentals before my first one that we moved out. He did the work on it. At the time, I thought that was a flip, a full rehab. But now I know that it was uh, things that weren't needed because of the amount of work we had to do in this house. Um, yeah. I'm talking about, yeah, it was uh, it was intense, an intense rehab. Are you interested in investing in real estate, but you don't? feel like you got the time to take a coaching program. I get it, right? You're busy, you're making money and that's okay, but you want to invest with me because you're like, Troy, I like what you do. I see what you're doing. You're a real deal. Yes, I am. I'm an average Joe. I worked at Burger King. I worked at Red Rob and I started investing in real estate and I started from absolutely nothing. And I will take you along with my journey and you can get all the benefits, but you got to be an accredited investor. If you want to invest with me and you want to be a part of something great and you don't have the time, guess what? We're launching a fund that you can be a part of, but you got to be an accredited investor. And if you want to find out more about what that looks like, all you got to do is click the link and we'll show you exactly what that looks like. And guess what? If you're not an accredited investor, then you may down the road be a credit investor. So definitely learn what that's all about and enjoy the podcast and we'll see you on the next one. All right, so we did an intense rehab. You the cool thing was, I, I also I wanna just touch on a couple more points here is that quite often during this experience, you text me to, and, and put some Instagram posts up there that the neighbors thanked you profusely for coming and fixing up the house because you did exactly what we teach in our program, which is you bought the worst house on the best street. Talk to me about how good that made you feel. Yeah, I'm still good friends with the neighbors, actually. I mean, they texted me today, even though we finally sold the house. Um, but yeah, the neighbor across the street, she was used to seeing this house. It was, when we saw the pictures, we thought it was gonna be in a horrible neighborhood. And when we pulled up, we realized it was a horrible house in a great neighborhood that's actually now being gentrified or being put in an area where they're starting to build a lot of stuff because it's near Orlando, it's near Lake Mary, it's near a bunch of big cities. However, these lands, these plots of land are big and these homes are cheap around there compared to the surrounding cities. So right. a lot of developers are coming in 
But yeah, so the neighbors were used to seeing just trash trailers, but they had about 15 cars in the back, um, just garbage everywhere. And that's what they saw on a day-to-day basis. And when we took it over, it smelled real for bad. Many, for how many years? I think about seven to eight years um, that the people owned it. Um, but the last three was real bad, right? So you had a lot of drug activities in the back, a lot of garbage. There was a lot of needles everywhere. Um, it was it was horrible. And the neighbor, one of the other neighbors is, she's about 75 years old. Her husband died a couple of years ago, but they used to um, get in conflicts a lot with the neighbors, right? And then when we took over, we greeted her every day, helped her with her mail, her garbage. And then sure enough, we built that relationship, especially my dad. When we when we were leaving, they were sad. Like they gave my dad some <laughs> gifts. You know, like we're going to miss you guys. And now we talk all the time. And then now we're talking about some family members are there around there that they may um, go into homes. So like, Eddie, we'll talk to you. You know, we'd rather get something and work it out with you because you're honest. You and your dad are great people. And that's what they should be built, right? But every day was something. Aside from my dad being the person who did the work, my mom was my real estate agent. She also, even though uh, Troy sent me a deal, she went up with me to <clears throat> went ahead and did the visit with me, looked at the property, and she also gave me that confidence to go ahead and do it. Like I mentioned, down the line, she also uh, helped me with some funding. But then she was the real estate agent on the backside as well. So we usually try to find things off market, but if we don't, we try to keep it in the family as well. So if you have a team like that, I would suggest to try to keep it in the family as well. That's awesome. That's a great story. So, okay. So let's go over. Everybody wants to know how much money did you make on the deal? Um, let's first real quick hit on it. We, we went through originally we were going to get hard money and for you guys who don't know what hard money is. That's where you go to, they have local hard money lenders, which is like, you know, a guy named Jeff or whatever, whoever's named Al or whatever. And he's loaning out hard money and you're going to pay 2% of the total purchase price, 25% down. And he's going to fund the flip. Maybe he's going to fund it hundred percent. Maybe you're going to fund the repair costs. Maybe you're not the guys that I work with, they'll fund, uh, you know, hundred percent of the repairs and 90% of the flip, and you're going to pay 2% origination. And, and uh, you know, we looked at that, we, and we figured out the loan costs were going to be around thirteen dollars to $20,000, right in that range, on 13 on the low end, 20 on the high end. And Eddie was, you know, talking to me at that point in time, and he was like, man, you know, I don't know. And, I, and it was, seems like he was really stressed out, so we were talking about where he could get money, and I was like, well, do you got any money anywhere else? And you're like, I got it in the stock market, but I'm down. I'm, I'm down a lot in the stock market. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so I've always, since I was young, or since I started working for the company, um, I didn't grow up with money. So, and I had a couple of my friends' parents that we also didn't grow up with money. But one of the things that stuck with me was the richest man in Babylon, if you start investing, temper, pay yourself first. So right, since I started, I was a broke college student, so I put a lot of money aside, and I lived under that. And every year I got a, whatever raise I got, I put that money away. So eventually right. over time, my portfolio, uh, I, have a, I had a personal uh, investment portfolio um, with Sure Financials, if you're looking for good people. Um, but we ended up growing it to about almost 200,000. And we, we've gone through the ups and downs, right? I've never sold anything because I don't need it. The only time you lose is if you sell. But at right. this time, we were down about $35,000. And when we did the, the best case scenario, we were going to hold it for two to three months, loan costs, holding costs. And then, but I carried out for 12 months. I said, let's do worst case 12 months. If I had, if I had to hold it, I'm going to be down about $35,000, right? I'm going to have to pay the hard money guy. Right. Or the conversation we had, you're like, look, if you don't want the stress, because my main thing was I don't want to borrow $1 from one person. If I'm going to go at such a risk, I'd rather lose all my money and then I can live with myself. Right. So we ended up discussing it. And he said, look, if, if that's what you want, I'm not telling you what to do, but you, you have the money in stock market, it's going to be a wash and you don't have to worry about the stress. So then I thought about it and I realized that is, that was the right thing to do at the time. So we ended up calling my financial person. They were, they were good with it. Like, look, that's fine. Usually, whenever I call them with other things, in the beginning, crypto, when they first was taking off, they're like, no, we're, we're not doing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where we were at. So we sold it um, at a loss. 
um, overall, over the last nine years, we had a lot of profit. And that's what helped us fund the purchase price. And just to, just to know if you're listening right now, first of all, subscribe, share. And if you know somebody else who's trying to get started, if you're trying to get started, you know, click the link and schedule a call with me and my team will definitely help you out. But what Eddie is referring to is he was pot committed because he was down in the market from where he was up. He was attached to his losses and his gains that were no longer there. So for him to sell it, he'd be selling at a loss and he felt like, man, I could just hold on. This is what everybody wants to do. That I could hold on and wait for the market to go up. What did the market end up doing in the stock market? Oh, it's gone down. It's come up a little bit now, but I would still be down probably, I don't know, maybe 25, 25 grand, give or take. Right. So instead, and, and then he was going to be stressed out with the hard money. So I was like, listen, you got the money. You're already down. And if you break that down to, hey, it's going to cost you money to borrow money anyways, you're also you're actually going to be able to bridge that gap of the loss, the perceived loss you have in your mind because you won't have a hard money lender and then you won't have any stress. So not only will you not have a hard money lender, but you'll actually bridge the gap of the loss because you won't be paying a hard money lender. So versus having the stress of being down on the market and the stress of the hard money lender, you can put them two together and bridge that gap. And now you're making up your loss by not having to pay a hard money lender. And that's what you did. And now let's talk and reveal how much money did you make on that deal? You just closed on it last, was it Friday? Friday. Yeah, we finally closed on it. We got funded. So that was the 10th. We're on the 13th of February. You closed, you got funded, you sent me the numbers. How much money did you end up making on that deal? I'm looking right now, $70,361.44. Did the interest rates jump up crazy between the time you acquired it and right now? Yeah, I mean, when we bought it in July, it, they were just starting to talk about it. So we bought it pretty much almost at the height of the market, right? And then we were going through the rehab, and Reggie, the ARV was 270. We thought that at the repair value, it was going to be 270,000 on the house that was 970 square feet. And we still sold it underneath market value at 289. We ended up being 290,000. So we put 289,750. Originally, we, we could have sold it probably in the 310, 315, but would have sat there for a while. So we listed it below market and we still netted more money than what we originally thought and still priced it kind of low. And the rehab took longer and we spent more than what we thought originally. Right. So you made 70 grand. You took action. How, what, what is different now than what, when it was when you first started? How is your, how is your thought process different? Good question. My thought process has changed in the sense of, I mean, I still have to fight there. I still have to fight from time to time. So I see a property, I'm like, man, that's horrible. I'm shifting my mindset more to if I don't get it or if I don't buy it, someone else is going to buy it. And it goes to like the Mississippi house, right? I went back and forth multiple times. I said, that's how, that house is worse than this one. <laughs> you were just relaxing, but like, okay, you don't want it. Cool. I'll do it. And then that, that's what's kind of shifting my mind to like, someone's going to do it. Why not me? Right. Exactly. If, and that's like such a great thing. You know, if Eddie can do it, so can you. If I can do it, so can you. I worked at Burger King. He's probably way more, way smarter than I am. He's on the fast track of the COO level. And, you know, he's working a high job that I would never get. I was a sales guy. I worked at Burger King. I worked at Red Robin. I worked at Skippers. I worked at Denny's. I worked at all these places. I worked at Intercom Radio as a sales guy. I, went to Central. I had a 1.8 GPA in middle school. Listen, that's the way I looked at it. If you have the drive, if you have the ambition, if you really want it bad enough, if you really want it bad enough, you're going to go get it. So now... You take you took that money. You bought another house for a good deal in Mississippi, and now you're getting ready to fix that one up. That's right. Yeah, we're we're talking to the team that you have as well. That's another thing of the, the relationships, right? And the mentorships. Like, okay, I'm going to Mississippi, which is your backyard where you invest, right. and now you're lending your contacts, right? And a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people won't lend their contacts, and that in itself pays for the mentorship, right, tenfold as well um but yeah that's the next thing we're gonna do and i just want to make sure people understand like the, even the rehab process it wasn't perfect right like there was many times i was stressed out i was running on fumes like i really got really low so i was like i need to sell this house and luckily like i said morgan is amazing she was just there the whole time even when i was stressing out she was like look we, we got this don't don't worry about it 
Like I'm always a positive one. She's always there to, she's a logical one. I'll say that she's very right. logical, but yeah. So now we're going to move on to Mississippi one. Um, and actually that one I bought with other people's money. Right. Right. So yeah, you didn't have the money at the time. Right. You that's didn't right. Have I, didn't, <laughs> I did not have the money. So, um, yep. Morgan and my mom, they ended up lending me some money to buy the house. Now I got to pay them back plus their interest. Right. I guarantee their interest. A lot of people don't do that, but I guarantee them, but if you don't have the money, you can find it. But also you have to have a track record. They started seeing what the work that we were doing, the, the commitment that we had and the process, right? Yeah, your, your, your girl was actually there painting with you and they get into it once they see it and they realize that like, and, and that's the way, like people don't real, really understand that real estate is almost a disease. Once you get it, everybody else around you gets it too. And by you showing everybody that you were willing to take the risk just because people were projecting at you that you were making mistakes and other, you know, and, and my coach gave me this advice one time, which makes a lot of sense. And if you're listening right now, definitely hear what I'm saying. Why would I take your criticism if I wouldn't take your advice? Everybody's out there to criticize you, right? But the people mm -hmm. that are giving you the criticism, would you take their advice? And if the answer is no, then don't listen to their criticism either. And so, I've never looked at your house out there in Mississippi. How's it look? <laughs> oh, yeah, bad. <laughs> um, I mean, it's missing uh, drywall everywhere, the ceiling, but it's going to get done. I mean, now the way I look at it is it's going to get done. If I didn't buy it, you were buying it. You and Eden were going to buy it, right? You already said it. Look, if you don't want it, me and Eden will get it, and we're going to it. I'll still take it if you don't want it. If you want to get out right now, <laughs> get, I'll take it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, no, I'm serious, 100%. Like, uh, it, that offer's always still good. So if you ever feel like getting out, I'm, I've got no problem buying it off you. We love investing in Mississippi. That's one of my favorite places to invest in the Gulf Coast. And I think that you're going to do really well. We put the ARV around $150,000 in that property. What did you end up paying for that property? Uh, we bought it for $39,800, so $40,000 with, with a we closing cost. We estimated our... Uh, repairs between forty and sixty thousand dollars, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Um, so you should have fifty thousand dollars in equity at the time you're done with it, and uh, it's close to the beach. You've got multiple exit strategies. You could Airbnb it. You could rent it. You could flip it. You could do long-term rental. That's one of the things we talk about all the time is having multiple real estate strategies when you're getting in the deal. Um, if, if, if someone's brand new and they're thinking about investing in real estate, what advice would you have for them? Or even if, you know, this, this show, we talked to multiple people about business, about entrepreneurship. What advice would you have for somebody um, who is just not taking action and they just keep thinking about doing things? The first thing I would say, and like I mentioned earlier, a year ago, you would have told me, pay for yourself. I would have told you, invest in yourself. I would have told you, no, I'm not going to pay someone. But you you are paying for fast tracking it and moving from instead of trying to learn from A to Z and all the obstacles there, you're paying for someone to help you jump some of those obstacles and that relationship. So I would say if you're going to invest in real estate. First thing you got to do is invest in yourself. Right. And I've heard this from another person um, named Felipe Mejia. We created a good relationship. You know, and that's one thing about real estate. You never, and just like if you play sports, you never had, stop having coaches, right? Or mentors. Right. So one of the things that I've heard before is whatever you get paid at your company, whether it's 50,000 or a hundred thousand dollars a year, that company expects to get three X return minimum of that money back, right? So they're paying you that. So right. that means that your boss believes in you 50,000 or a hundred thousand dollars to pay you that yet you're not willing to pay $1,000 or $3,000 or $5,000 to invest in yourself, right? That's low cost compared to the big picture in real estate, right? So if you're not looking to invest in yourself, that means you don't believe in, in yourself. So your boss believes more in you than you believe in yourself. And I've heard that before and it stuck with me and I was like, you know what? Okay, now I get it. It clicked. Right. So... Obviously, the, the investment in yourself paid off. You made $70,000 and you've got another flip where you're going to make more money. You've got a bunch of deals going on right now. Um, guys, if you're not subscribed to the channel yet, make sure you do so. We've got multiple platforms, TikTok, Instagram, uh, YouTube. We just hit 55 million views on, which, believe it or not, blows my freaking mind. You know, and, and let me just tell you something. 
I didn't start this to make money. I just want to tell you that right now. I started this because I knew it would make money because for years and years and years, I've been helping other people and not talking to anybody about it. I've been doing the same thing that Eddie and I just did together. I mean, he did it himself, but I helped him along the process. I've been doing that for other people that weren't paying me to help them. And I was like, man, I got online. I saw who was online. I said, these guys don't know what the hell they're talking about. And I went and talked to my friend, Ryan Pineda, who's a, who's a social media influencer. And I said, why are you doing this? He explained why. And I said, my goal has always been to build a company and take it public. That's really been my long-term goal. And I'm like, I could either get behind the phone, start making a bunch of phone calls, or I can start putting my story out there, start talking to people and start showing people that I can help other people get to the next level. And I believe this program changed your life. It changed your girlfriend's life. It changed your father's life. People saw that you were able to take action, to fix a property, and to take it all the way to the finish line where you actually made a huge profit, a huge profit, $70,000 for most people or more than most people make in their entire life. And you did that in one flip, one deal, the first one out of the bat. And we planned for the worst. Interest rates went up historically. I'm sure as you're watching those interest rates going up, your freaking stomach is sinking every time. And, and I'm nervous too. I'm nervous for you. I'm like, oh crap, man, this sucks. But because yeah. we stuck to the principles where we bought it right, we planned for the worst and we, we saw all the strategies. I remember you even calling me up multiple times. You're like, man, you know, interest rates just went up. I guess I could just refinance it and sell it. I'm like, no, we're selling it. We're selling it. Let's get it. Let's at least try. You took action to show other people that what's possible and your story is going to change somebody else's life. So what is your plan for, for the future here, Eddie? Is one, invest in yourself. But two, if you're going to get around, the, get around the right people, but also get around someone that feeds into your qualities, your morals, and what you want to do, right? So it, it wouldn't have done great for me and you to work together if we thought opposite, right? right. It just wouldn't have worked. Just like real estate, you can't make it you can't lie and fudge the numbers to try to make it work. And it's the same thing right. with relationships, because right. if not, it's going to go down the wayside and it's going to take you forever and you have, you're going to waste time. So you got to move fast and rip the bandaid off um, to make things work. Yeah. And, you know, taking action is a major thing, guys. If you want to follow Eddie's story, make sure that you do yourself a favor, take action. Don't. And, and, and so many people take this for granted. And you hear me say this all the time is, You've got one shot, and it brings me to the Eminem song, one shot, one opportunity to lose yourself, right? And, and, and it's, really, it's really the case. Like, too many people just let life pass them by, and they don't take any chances. They don't take any risks, and, or they take the wrong risks. They risk their, their livelihood on gambling and on drinking and on doing all sorts of other things that don't enhance their lives, and they don't bet on themselves. And you bet on yourself, and you've showed everybody – what's possible. And it's cool. It was a privilege to be along with you for the ride. I'm super proud of you. I mean, I like my wife and me were talking about this the other day. It's like, I almost get as excited for you guys as you do for yourself when, when the program, because mm -hmm. I feel like I was, you know, a large part of that. And for me, that's, you know, proof positive that the program really works and people can be successful because of it, you know, cause sometimes when you see guys not taking action, you almost blame yourself. Like, what am I doing wrong? How am I not helping these guys? You know? Yeah. And I think what you're saying is right. And if you're listening and looking for a coach or a mentorship group, definitely book that consulting, um, that consultation with Troy, don't even book it, take action. Troy has delivered. He's over delivered. I mean, he's spending his days and time away from his family to provide value. Pick up at 2 a.m., call you at 4 a.m., go through uh, Zoom calls with you, walk the properties down with you. So if you're looking for a coach, Troy is the way to go. He is, you see, you, you're going to get what you see, right? He's going to over-deliver, and he's not, he's going to do everything possible not to let you fail. Now, you do have, that's his part, but your part is to take action and also make sure he's not wasting his time. Right. Appreciate that. We'll, we'll kind of wrap things up on that, guys. If you want to take action, if you want to change your life, you've got one opportunity to do it. You don't get to do this thing twice. Life is precious. It's not guaranteed. You could, and you could get hit by a bus tomorrow. So with that being said, do us a favor. 
spread the love and share this with someone who you care about. Give us a five-star review. Think, tell us what you think about Eddie and follow his journey at Eddie Ramos, double, double underscore at Instagram. You can just go check out my site. We posted a bunch of stuff that he's done and get him up to 5,000 followers on there um, by sma smashing that like button and sharing this video with a friend. Listen, man, I didn't ever think I'd have 55 million views. I remember when the, the crawl from zero to 1,000 YouTube subscribers, you know, and not that like I want to get like this. I don't want to be famous. I'm not like a lot of these guys. I just want to do something great with my time on this earth. I want to make my kids proud, like you just mentioned. I want to show my dad that whatever he was betting on, all the other people who didn't think I could do what I said I could do, I want to show them that all that they were wrong. And, uh, you know, I want to show myself that I was right. So, guys, um, you know, whatever your reasoning is for getting started, whatever your, whatever your excuses are for not, change them and get act, take action. We'll talk to you in the next one. Peace. So I wanted to interrupt you in this podcast and just take a quick moment to tell you two things. Number one, we do this for free for you. I haven't made a nickel on social media at all. I'm doing this to provide you enough value. So all I'm asking for you to do is share it and give us a five-star review. It'll totally help us out and I really appreciate it. The other thing, if you want more free resources like our free Facebook group, it's Millionaire Mentorship Real Estate Investing on Facebook. All you got to do is join it. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. And there's lots of resources there. And we'll definitely give you those for free. No charge. Here's the other thing. If you're serious about investing in real estate and you're ready to take action, I have a program. No matter where you're at in your real estate journey, I can help you out. I don't care if you've got five houses, 10 houses, no houses, 100 houses. I've got something that I can share with you that's going to make you a lot of money. And if you want to become financially free and you're brand new to real estate investing, this is the absolute thing you want to do. And here's the thing. What I've learned from most of my students right now is that it's not just an investing program. It's a mindset program. We're going to change the way you think about money. If you want to start investing, make sure you schedule a call with me and my team and let's get the ball rolling. Guess what else? If you are like, man, I don't got the time and I make tons of money. I just enjoy listening to what you're going to say. That's cool too. We actually have set up a fund where you can invest with us, but you got to be an accredited investor. If you want to find out what that looks like, all you got to do is click the link in my bio, fill out the form. It takes you about two seconds and then we'll let you know about the deals that we're doing. We're doing big deals in Kansas City. And this year, I think we'll do two huge deals in Kansas City. I'm looking at a few right now, and I want you to be a part of it. And if you've got more money than time, then that's what you should do. If you've got more time than money, then schedule a call with me and my team, and we'll get you into our coaching program so that you can have more money than time.